Welcome back to the Lime Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. This is a place that we bring together the world's leading experts on all things health and wellness to help you optimize your mind, body, and movement. Uh, today's conversation was with some dear friends from the beautiful Austin, Texas. This is remnants of my last trip out there, and uh, it was a really beautiful conversation. This month, there's been a general trend of discussing relationships. I think that is quite important. Everything is relationship ultimately, whether it's your business, whether it's your family, your girlfriend, boyfriend, children, relationship with yourself. So we go into this concept of relationship. Christy and Colin have been together for the last 19 years. They have a very idyllic world that they've created. And they've got a beautiful family and beautiful home and beautiful community. And they're leaders in their community. And they're hella smart and uh, they're great. They've really done a good job. Together, they are the winners of The Amazing Race, which was, that was a big part of my vision for a short time. There's no better show for me to go on, in my opinion, than The Amazing Race. And uh, they not only went on the show, but they won that stuff. So that was pretty cool. They went on a couple times and they won a million dollars which is pretty great. And then they reinvested that into some cool stuff. But with or without the show, they are badasses in their own right. Colin is a pioneer in the world of drone technology. So if you see those creepy little drone things flying up in the air when you're at a park or something of the sort, you have Colin to thank for a good chunk of that technology. Then we get in this conversation, the discussion of antennas and uh, how those drones function, how they communicate to towers, and the metaphors of how that relates to humanity. Colin is also a pioneer in the world of hydrofoiling, which is so freaking cool. It is essentially flying an airplane wing across the ocean or a lake or anywhere of the sort, and uh, pretty cool. I have some, I'll post some stuff on the Instagram line podcast of us getting out the water and doing that. Really cool. Christy is a complete badass in her own right as well. She is Miss Texas. She is an actress. She is a model. She is, I think you could say spiritual intuitive. She's a badass. She's great. The combination of these two human beings is just absolute like nuclear fusion and bring them together to have one conversation present to y'all. I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to do that. I think you're just gonna get a lot from this conversation and uh, I hope you enjoy it. If you are interested in strengthening that sweet, sultry, supple body of yours, we have put together the perfect kit for you. It's called the Align Strength Kit, and it comes with all the resistance bands, weights that you would need to have a home fitness center. So it's over 200 pounds of resistance. It also comes with a hip band to start making some booty gains in that, in that bum of yours, pretty big deal. Uh, and it comes with a door anchor as well, so you can attach the bands to any height within a door and uh, get some mobility, get some strength, get some flexibility, and uh, circulate them fluids in that body of yours pretty big deal all packs down into a little traveling case and also comes with a fundamental instructional guide on how to utilize resistance bands to get your train on go to alignband.com a-l-i-g-n band.com to get yourself a set 
from there you can click on if you want the strength kit you can click on strength and you will that will take you to that page highly recommend it it is my absolute go-to tool anytime i'm traveling and every time I'm at my home i will have those bands hanging from a closet door so i can reach out open up my wrists open up my shoulders especially if i'm doing a lot of computing i find resistance bands to be absolutely the best tool that i've encountered to create space in joints that have a tendency of becoming a bit compressed tight collapsed from spending too much time on the computer frankly so highly recommend it alignband.com check it out and uh hope you guys devour this conversation thanks for reviews on itunes thanks for checking out the align method book thanks for doing you here we go back to the scheduled programming with some lovely human beings christy woods and colin quinn Colin, I asked you before we start, how do you define your your speciality? I wanted to, I feel like you guys are very inspirational uh, humans in my life. I'm only just getting to know you in the last week. Uh, I've heard uh, some rumors about you from various humans over the over the years, specifically Whitney Miller, who's been on here before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how would you define your specialty? Man, that's a good question. I think in general, we're just trying to live our best life as much as possible and, and really do the things necessary to like clear the stuff out of the way that's preventing us from vibrating as high as possible so that we can spend as much time, you know, tuning to a kind of a higher frequency, which helps us manifest just a beautiful life. You know, we really focus on feeling good. And so I have, I do entrepreneurship and we have some businesses. We just launched a a new company that we're kind of launching a product at the end of this year. So I love making products. I love making products that make people smile. Yeah. That's super fun. How did you define, you said your your hobby is is feeling good and your job is yeah. something, something. Just trying to live my best life. You know, I, I think I, yeah, I, I, once I started focusing on the end result is to try and feel as good as possible, as often as possible. Yeah. And then I just try to like product develop that, you know, I feel like us humans are experience optimizers and we're always trying to optimize our experience. And so once I stopped focusing on trying to achieve the thing that I thought would make me happy and then just focus on what makes me actually feel good or not feel good, then that like, that can be the North star. And there's just a whole bunch of different modalities of things that can make you feel good. And there are other things that prevent you from feeling good that you got to like process and feels not like it's like all rainbows and unicorns the whole time. You got to feel your feels, but you know, to me, the North star is so that I can, you know, tune to a little bit higher frequency. I wonder how one takes the principles from product development and integrates that into one's life of, of their intention of, of feeling good. Like, how do you, how do you take those skills? Experience that you optimizers. Yeah. How do you do that? Like, where does one start? Cause that, that's like, okay, that sounds great. And it also sounds quite like broad and nebulous. Mm-hmm. But then when you're creating, you, you were one of the pioneers in, in creating drones, from my mm-hmm. understanding. Mm-hmm. Right. I yeah. promise Christy, I'm going to come back over to you as well. I just want or, to or, or, like. Oh, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Oh, we should just <laughs> okay, keep, good. I'll join we'll, in. We'll keep drilling. <laughs> He's a unique human expression. Okay. So I, I think it's this. So when we're developing products, yeah. I try to think about what would be the end state that would make somebody say to themselves, oh man, I'm so glad I got this. This was a great, you know, use of my Babylonian magic money dollars or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and so I try to start there 
and then work backwards. Right. And so for, if you're making it your goal to feel good, then I kind of like close my eyes and in my meditations, oftentimes I'm not necessarily visualizing a specific outcome of my future or, or some specific thing that I want. Mm. I'll really start visualizing feeling just really good, feeling really good in my body, flexible and strong and, right. you know, feeling in love in my sacred union and feeling super connected with friends and family and tribe. And like, I, I picture myself doing things that like elicit adrenaline and like get me in my body and, and doing things that like just get my stoke level super high, but I'm not necessarily picturing the exact thing. It's like, I see myself feeling that way. And then I kind of back into it. Like what would make me feel that way? Yeah. Oh, probably if I got to wake surf like two or three, two or three mornings a week. And probably if I like stretch some, then I would feel flexible yeah. and strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I try to like focus on what that end state would be. That would be a life that just felt super good. And then back into what are the things that I could do that probably would lead to that end state. And then it's just a matter of kind of paying attention and bringing some level of awareness in the day to day and just like, cool, does that make me feel better or does that not make me feel better? Yeah. You know? And, and I think sometimes it's really easy to get lost in our careers and our work. And, you know, I think even sometimes it's easy to get lost in like, I've got to go save everybody and help the world. And I, I've got to get really worked up about this thing because that's what I'm supposed to do. And like, to me, I truly believe in my heart of hearts that like the best thing I can do for the world is to like vibrate as close to love as possible yep. and to just see others from love and mm. to, you know, spread that. And I think that's the best thing any of us can do is, is to like be a shining light in our life. You guys have been together for 19 years. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah been through the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, as we were talking, we were, you were talking about, what was the, you used a really beautiful metaphor of uh, like the container getting larger with time. And that's not exactly what it was, but it was years, it was much more illustrative the way that you were saying it, but with the relationship building that container up, mm -hmm. it's like you start off, you date somebody for three months and you have like a little Coke bottle and it's like, cool, this is nice. It's tasty. So there's like a lime. Mm -hmm. You know, and then with, with time, oftentimes, you know, the tendency is to be like, okay, that wasn't perfect. I'll just 86 it, mm -hmm. you know, and then maybe three-year relationship and maybe a five-year relationship. Like what is a, how does, one is, is it optimal to be in a relationship for 19 years? Is that like the sensible human thing to do? Well, we met in college very, you were, I was 24 and you were 22 and that was an interesting experience of coming together. Uh, he was relentless. We were good friends for about nine months before he transitioned out of the friend zone, I guess. Um, but I think... It was a long and winding road. <laughs> um, we talked about the longer you've been with someone, Esther Perel says, you'll have three or four different marriages in your life. It may be to different people or to the same person. Mm. So the art of being in sacred union is growing together and it doesn't always happen at the same pace. And I would say the first 12 years of our relationship, we were completely asleep, just 
in level one blame game, I don't even know how we survived. There was some sort of magnetic attraction. And also the traditional idea that we did have children together that probably kept us in a relationship. But there was also at the very deepest level, I felt seen. And at the very deepest level, I felt safe, even though we were really both expressing and our unconscious masculine and fighting over who was alpha in the relationship. And anytime anything went wrong, it was always the other person's fault. There was just absolutely no awareness. And it was interesting to go on The Amazing Race, season five. How old were we? Yeah, 23, 25, something like that. And to be able to watch that back and to observe the behaviors as an outsider looking in, of course, it's edited and all of that, but to be able to watch that. And I think I got to the level in the relationship where I was just completely done. I'm done with this. I can't handle it. And there was a release for me. And you might call it a dark night of the soul where enough of a surrendered state came in and there was consciousness that started to flow in and I could see bits and pieces of my part in the play. And I became very motivated and inspired to start deep diving into my own personal growth. And as I did that, and I started shifting how I was showing up, he was inspired to do the same thing. And we started doing our own work and all that water under the bridge that we hadn't really addressed, that we had kept sort of pointing fingers, we were able to really start clearing a lot of that up. And it was this huge expansion inside of our relationship where on the other side, there was a depth, a depth that it takes a certain amount of time with someone. And literally, when he says we've been through the shit, I mean, every possible emotional poison you can imagine that you could do to another, we have done that to each other. There's not a thing I can imagine that happens inside of the container of a relationship that would typically break two people up, two people apart, that we have navigated within ourselves and understanding the inner child pieces that needed love that we were looking for and really starting to become our sovereign self. And in the process on the other side of that doorway was a whole new level of passion, a whole new level of love. And we've been exploring that for the last seven years. So what's the process of being able to, I guess, drop your attachment to being right enough to be able to to reflect and say like where's where am i responsible for this fight or this discomfort or any of that like how does one cultivate that or is is that even a part of of a, of a solution i think in the beginning as we started to do our own work which is a combination of all sorts of things including plant medicine as we began to expand our own awareness we could see the mind we could see the ego at play and you can start to see your part in the play and as you become aware of that there's a softening that happens over time 
what we consider our relationship a sacred union and we treat our relationship as a spiritual practice. So yes, it's beautiful to share a life and to create and to raise children. And also anytime we go into those spaces and places as we begin to expand, he's not going to let me get away with anything and I'm not going to let him. I mean, it's just part of the nature of the contract of the relationship. So we've been such an integral part of the integration of when we have really expanded inside of a plant medicine or psychedelic space, for example, our contract, I feel, is really helping us to integrate the knowing of that into our three-dimensional body and then expressing that in our three-dimensional reality. And I think, you know, also it's just having a faith, a knowing that you are definitely creating your own reality. Like once you have seen that, and taste that honey, then you just have to trust it when you're in that space, when your ego's flared up and you're triggered and you're like, for sure it is their fault and they are doing this thing and that's why I'm mad. Then you just have to rely on like, no, even though it feels this way, like I know for sure I am co-creating this experience for myself. I created this person in my life. I, I brought this person in my life. You're my projection. This is a you're projection. My, 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 my creation. That's it. And, and you just have to have faith in that for long enough to just soften a little bit and go, okay, cool. So let me just like sit with this and like, what, what am I to be seeing in this? There, there yeah. were enough experiences where we saw our own ego at play and then we got to the other side of that doorway and we would feel the expansion inside the, what I would call the Horus of our relationship. So if you've got two entities together, that middle is that Vesca Pisces and that's the Horus. Um, that that began to really grow and the North Star was really, this is a direct masculine reflection in my life, the most, and it's probably going to trigger all the pieces of the body, mind, and me that are not fully mature and not fully sovereign. And it does in the beginning take a little bit of faith, but as you start to see that happen and on the other side of those doorways, the relationship begins to deepen, then you know it's inevitable. So when we're riding high and we're riding that wave, it's beautiful and we're milking it as much as we possibly can. And we know because we've said yes to expansion, we've said yes to being on the leading edge, that there is always going to be something that comes into the experience that's going to trigger an opportunity to grow and expand. And the commitment is that we're doing it together. And the knowing is even if I can't see my part in the play right now, I'm going to sit with how I feel. I'm going to get into observation. I'm going to do all the things, meditation, um, yoga, pickleball, like all the things that really allow us to get into a high vibrational state and also all the things that allow us to reflect what's really going on and to feel our feels. And then clarity starts to set in and then you start to see your part and there becomes a shift and you're playing off of each other and doing it. And then the next thing you know, you, you see each other again. And when you see each other again, you're not back to where you were, you're even deeper. And then we really practice, most people might be familiar with um, Tantra in sexuality, but I would liken what we practice more to Egyptian alchemy, where we're really charging up our Ka bodies and we're going into those spaces and places. 
And what does ka body mean? Ka body would translate to light body, your um, your energetic body, and yeah. how much you can really radiate that out into the world. And so you're we're doing that together, and we're going into very deep. What does light body mean? For someone that's like, I don't, I don't understand that language. So energetic body, so your physical body, and and you can usually feel it when someone walks into the room. You can feel their energy. You can feel like they if might they've say, got a oh, pretty they've strong got a lot of charisma, or they've got you know, and, and yeah. yeah, you can just feel their presence. Yeah. So that would be the ka body. That would be the light body, the energetic body that's radiating out. And so, as you start to amp up that potency and that power, and at the same time we have our commitment and our North Star has been to open the heart. I really feel the heart is the portal into another dimension of being into the, the leading edge. And so we've committed to that. So there's a, a level of vulnerability, a level of depth, authenticity that we show inside of that sex magic practice, if you will, which we do a lot of our manifesting inside of that as well. And wherever two or more are gathered and we're really harnessing that creative energy, that creative force. And each time we go into that space, especially as we're navigating the every day, we have businesses that we're running, we have children that we're raising a life, right? We're holding space for people on Sundays and yeah. other other moments. So that um, when we find each other in that space and then we go there, that depth really charges up this juice. And then we go in together on what it is that we want to visualize for our life. And it can range from all sorts of things of, of manifesting something physical or just even healing our own physical body or simply charging the ka body, which is just the potency of your attractive force out into the universe of what the cooperative components, you become more of a cooperative component for pulling in that which is what I call inside your vortex. And your vortex is that vibrational reality of heaven on earth. And you utilize sex as a medium to, to call these things in. Cool. Yeah, yes. yeah. You utilize sex as a modality for, you know, really raising your vibration, right? right? And so you know, raising your energy level. And, you know, to me, like when we were talking about antennas, yeah, you know, so that in that space, it's almost like you can tune into, or you can kind of remember your future that has yet to happen yet, hmm. but it feels like a memory of it. It feels very, very real. Yeah. And so from that space, you're not like all in your head about what you need to do the next day. And you're like kind of going, going, going like we often are during the day. You're or kind of our just whole life. Yeah. Yeah, and so you kind of get into this space of like real presence, you know, in this now moment. But it's also like the energy that creates life, right? That orgasmic energy, you know, is the energy that that creates life. And if you use that energy and you tap into it to start bringing up and then you, you know, just get into a, a space of like, not just visualization, we call it five senses reality, right? So you're visualizing, you're smelling it, you're tasting it, you're touching it. What is it going to feel like? What is this reality that we want to create? Then we kind of paint it into the physical by putting it into sound vibration, right? So you take it from this this five senses reality in your head or in your heart, and then we start speaking it to each other, and we're eye gazing at the same time. And so a really fun practice, and I like to do this with you yeah. specifically, yeah. <laughs> um, 
is to pretend like we're with, Where's this going? with or without the penetration. That's right. <laughs> with or without penetration. That's right. As long as there's a reach around. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but when I close my eyes typically. So that's right. You know, yeah. That when but when when we when you're talking to somebody and and this is like really challenging, more challenging sometimes in Christian and I's relationship when I'm triggered and I'm feel my ego like super flaring up, but is to basically pretend like I am you right. talking to me, yeah. you know, and like I am inside you giving me a message through you, you know? Yeah. And same thing like with Christy and, and myself. And so if I'm like, so both in sex magic, when she's speaking, I'm like listening to myself speak to me through her. Yeah. Right. And so it's a really fun to do it in that space, but then it's also can be just as effective to do it in that space where you like, how do you, you know, soften enough when you're flared up. Part of it is just like having, getting into the game of like, what am I telling myself right now through her that's getting me all worked up? Like, what what is this being reflected back to me? But there's a, uh, I think I've heard from Ram Dass. I'm like obsessed with Ram Dass. I'll oh, probably yeah. reference him several more times to come. Um, but he had a, a bit where he's talking about seeing everyone around him as God. Yes. So, totally. so, so no matter who yes. it was, if it was the trash guy in New Jersey, if it was Christy, if it was anybody, you know, whatever, it's like, Love and then, that. and then the, the thing would be, you know, they would try to fool him. So it was, you know, you're, you're this guy in drag, you know, yes. but you're God in drag, That's right? you know, and so you'll do all these different things to try and trick me and fool me. But then Ram Dass is like, oh, no, no, God, you can't fool me. That's right. I see you are God. Yeah. That's right. And so coming back around that. You know, whether undercover you, boss, undercover <laughs> boss. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think what makes it so, <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think what makes it so potent between two people who've said yes to sacred union and and really deepening that relationship is the water under the bridge. So, for example, new in relationship, you kind of have limerence. You're in that in love state. The pheromones are working, and um, you know. You're, you're really minding your P's and Q's. But as you go along the way, and especially for us, uh, given the first 12 years was really a, a total unconscious state, there is a level of forgiveness, a, a level of really softening and surrendering and giving permission to the other to be human mm -hmm. and to really feel your feels and recognize and honor what's happened in the relationship and that is really difficult to do over time. I think that's mm -hmm. why most relationships don't last. However, often, um, and, and we can really feel it because I think the opposite of love is not that triggered, rageful state. It's actually this kind of neutrality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's how I know when we're still, we're still operating in that. There's right, a juice. juice. Yeah. The polarity, yeah. the polarity is really what creates One of that the pipes magic. just kind of shifted over, but the engine's running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one stopped right. the engine. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and then learning how to really amplify the polarity right. has been what we've um, really focused on over the last six to seven years. Yeah. Sometimes like I think where there can be so much more depth with yeah. having been through the shit together so many times, right? Like you have so many reasons that you're right. And your ego has so many reasons that you're right and they're wrong. Her ego has mm -hmm. so many 
valid reasons why I am wrong, you know, on paper, as do I for her, right? And so if you can have all of those reasons and all of those supports, but still realize that like, even still, like I'm creating this reality and there's something in this to learn. And this is me and her, this, we are this kind of, we are in this shared consciousness space. It's like the harder it is to, to get to that state because there is so much water under the bridge, the deeper the well is. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, when you're really in the shit and you're just like, Oh my God, it's like, we've been there enough times that we know that on the other side of it is like this beautiful garden. If we can navigate that storm, if we can navigate and understand, not just be like, okay, we're not going to talk anymore. And then we'll come back together. It's like, if we can just like sit there shoulder to shoulder and look at it together. And if we can navigate that, if we can be the, the bison and just walk toward the storm and say, let's, let's figure this out. Let's go through this together. Cause we've been there. We know the harder it is, the more beautiful it is on the other side. You know, it's just that polarity. I saw, I was watching, I watch the dumbest things on YouTube. I watch lots of like- So do our kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, and so one of the things I was watching, was like some clickbait thing. It was like big ships getting smashed by waves. Okay, I watched that I was too. like, I I'm like, that. I'm going to watch the yeah, shit yeah. out of that. Yeah. And Qualified one, captain. That's yeah. great. Great <laughs> Instagram so, Well, one of the videos that I saw that I was like, I was like, oh man, the metaphors are all over the place. But this, the ship, these waves were coming in and at first it was sideways. And if it was sideways, it's just going to get smashed. It's yes. going to get destroyed. Yes. And so the ship had to consciously make the decision to say, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, I can't go back. I can't go sideways. I need to turn into this, hammer it, and go yep. straight in. And then, whoa, it comes over. Yes. And it made it through. Yes. That's but it. all of your That's senses it. would be like, whatever you do, don't do that. Yeah, just cower and take it. And then you just get crushed. And then you get crushed. Yeah. And then you, you know, blame the ocean. Yes. That's it. And then you blame the ocean. Yeah. So I think that surrender. That's spot on. Yeah. So that surrender, I feel, mm-hmm. um, surrendering into, leaning into, going head first, but also taking the time we've had to learn to take that space too mm. before going right for it. To, yeah. to, yeah, to del- feel the feel. Yeah, it's exactly. The and there's a reverence, a level of reverence that begins to show up. I mean, we're much softer with each other now. I feel like even in the last year or two, it's always growing. It really blows my mind how it can continue to expand. Because I do think we have a program that says, oh my God, I can't imagine being with the same person for 19 years. It's so boring. But in reality, you are growing. You are a multidimensional being that is expanding in every given moment. And the only thing that gets boring is when you begin to develop a confirmatory bias for who and what someone else is. And that tends to happen with the people we're closest to. We think we know them, just like Ram Dass. Yeah. And, um, you know, the tree, right? And then recognizing you don't really know the tree, just experience and be with the tree. So we actively do those practices with each other as well so that we can understand the dynamic way in which each one of us is growing. And it's really cool to be able to hold space and witness him step more and more into his power and his kingdom and... um, hopefully him to witness me doing the same. Mm -hmm. And there's a reverence that grows to see, you know, especially when you know that I remember seeing him when he first started uh, with DJI 
and the drones and CEO of DJI North America and just the power in which he could command everyone working for him and how much they loved him and just his nature about that and just so impressed. I didn't know him to be that way. And that was well into our relationship. I had never seen you in that way. So that amped up the polarity right there immediately. And it was just, and that was entering into probably our third marriage. I think we're probably on our sixth. Yeah. If we were married Mm -hmm. for sure. So recognizing that there's growth, there's opportunity and giving the other person the ability to do so. And yeah. And I, and I think the only, only way that it gets stale is if you think that there's not more layers to the onion, you know, you get to go as deep as you want to go and shit can start getting super weird, you know, (laughs) you can get super fun, super fun and like pretty potent juju, you know? And so if you just choose to go deeper instead of wider, wider, just, yeah, that could be fun too. Yeah. That can be fun. Um, but yeah, if you choose to just go deeper, you know that there's, you don't know what it is, but at this point we now know we have the faith that like, we have no idea what it is, but we know that there's more layers to this. And if we go deeper, then there's going to be more juju there. Something I sometimes feel some degree of like conflict with is more Ramdas stuff, like focusing on the soul part of you as opposed to the, the ego part of you. Most of us, mm, you know, we're, we're yeah. trained to, you know, we were talking about this the other yes. day, like the, like the system the, mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm have developed in, in like, like the Western, Western modern culture, capitalist, all that stuff, nothing against bad, good, no moralistic judgments of anything, but it's devised such that it's, it's dependent on you viewing yourself as a, you know, as a a consumer, the more stuff that you have, the more money you have, the Mm -hmm. shinier car that you have, all that stuff. If you all of a sudden just say like, I don't need any of that and I'm just going to go live an aesthetic lifestyle and live Mm -hmm. in a cave someplace, it like, it, it throws a a jam in the system. So it's, it's the way that we're developed is such that it's kind of, it puts you into that, that ego self. Um, but what I think, what I, I witness maybe just myself, but I think I see it around is sometimes kind of like this, this bypassing of actually doing the work to get to the point where you're authentically connecting with that, that deeper light body layer or soul layer, whatever language you'd want to put on it. And I think sometimes we can just bypass all of the actual real world issues that we have and just kind of become these like, some of the language sounds almost like sociopathic, mm-hmm. you know, or disassociated. Or disconnected. Yeah, disassociated, yeah. You know, and so it's like the balance between, I guess the term would be like spiritual bypassing, you know, and actually authentically, truly connecting into something that's more, um, you know, that well. Yeah. And not just kind of talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like really having the human experience. Which is why the whole like new age, hippie, you know, all those, like the the annoying end of those those spectrums, I think is that. Mm -hmm. You know, where you just, that idea, you take that, you throw some words on it, you get the t-shirt, you know, my shirt says love on it. You know, and you're like, perfect. Yeah. I did it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, like, totally. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and, and I, I think it's interesting, you know, the ego gets a bad rap, right? But that's right. the only, that's the part of us that convinces all of our cells to like make Keep up going. this, this like energe- you, this separate body from yours. You turn into a rainbow body. Is yeah. You like, you take it, you're <laughs> just going to go for a rainbow body, right? <laughs> so like, as long as we're here living in this dream and we're like playing this virtual reality game, like 
fully live your human experience, you right. know? And, and that's why, you know, we, we have this, I, I personally have a really, I try to find balance in as many areas of my life as I can, but with like psychedelics, you know, I can have a psychedelic experience and really tuned to some frequencies that I wouldn't necessarily be able to on a normal, just day-to-day basis. Mm. But then it's like, I don't want to go visit that space again until I'm able to make sense of it and really bring it into my human reality. Like how does that download that I got, you know, in psilocybin space, how is that integrated into my day-to-day work life and into my entrepreneurship and into my life as a parent and into my relationship with my kids and how I run our household and our relationship, my relationship with Christy is like, once that is fully all in and like, how does that affect my normal day-to-day ass life as a human in this matrix reality? Okay. Now I can go out and like get some more, you know, instead of just constantly going to the well because it feels good and never like bringing it down into our like human existence take a quick moment and share something that I have been super excited about in the last month. We recently launched the Align Total Strength Kit. If you're a person that is working from home, perhaps your gym has closed and you want to integrate some of those same practices that you're doing at the gym into your home life or travel, the Total Strength Kit is the absolute perfect package for you. So it is consists of four different weight resistance bands. So it totals over 200 pounds in resistance. It also comes with a hip band to get those booty gains to cultivate that sweet bum of yours and also includes a door anchor. So you can attach all of those bands or one of those bands, any variety that you'd like to any height on any door and you can get your home workout going. Personally, I like to use the bands just for mobility. So I will hang the bands. I'll take like an orange band and a black band. I'll wrap them around my waist and I will put the band at the highest height, so at the top of the door, and I will just go into a little down dog while the band is subtly pulling back on my hips. So this specific exercise, which we have a full breakdown on how to do it upon purchasing the band, is one of the best ways that I've found to decompress my lower back, decompress my sacrum, open up my hips, my hamstrings, and really just kind of get my body back into alignment in a short amount of time. So there's a lot more exercise that you obviously can do with that. That's just one that I really enjoy, but the sky is the limit and we include an instructional guide for you guys to get started with that. So jump over to alignband.com, A-L-I-G-N band.com, and you can get yourself moving. If your gym is closed, I highly recommend incorporating the Total Strength Kit into your life. All right, back to the program with Christy and Colin. Do you think you're the first 12 years of like what you deemed to be more unconscious? Would that just be both of you kind of stuck in your meatbag bodies and all of your ideas of who you are and what you well, need I think and all it's, that? I think it's like the difference was like maybe thinking that my ego was all that I was. That's all you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was like the highest expression of myself was my ego. And that like that is who I am and that's the extent of who I am. And therefore my ego... I was always comparing with everyone else's, you know, that we weren't all one consciousness living a life, experiencing ourselves through many different lenses. 
it was like, I am a different person than everyone else. And my person version needs to be better than their version, you know? Yeah. And so I think it was just living in that state of being, you know, fooled by the, by the game too well. Right. I mean, that's the whole right. point of us living and experiencing ourselves through the other is like, we should pretend that we are not the other. And that's like the, the point of the distortion, right? So consciousness can experience itself, you know, more objectively. And so I think it was just in the first 12 years, we were just blinded and fooled and just not aware that there maybe is like a little bit of a bigger game going on. And now, you know, I want to like embrace my ego and be friends with my ego and go create in the world and like get on the pickleball court and get super competitive, you know? Yeah. But it's with the understanding that that is not all that I am. You know, that's just a part of me. Yeah. And when that becomes embodied and not a mental concept, there is a shift that happens. There, the, the temple is cleaner. You do get out of this. I think um, there's an old paradigm where people are in this layer. Of, there's a subtle layer of competition of just kind of superior, inferior. How do I measure up? And the more you integrate the, the knowing that you are more than this physical personality, this particular avatar, the more you really know that you can start to meld and, and become really good friends with the ego. So you can really feel into and love your unique expression and all the energy, which translates into emotions and how you respond to that, knowing that you're so much more. And I think we really by virtue of how long we've been together and by virtue of probably growing up and also the unconscious state, we really allow each other our human experience. There's not really a whole lot of spiritual bypassing in this relationship because we would call each other out super fast. That's like the nature of the relationship, which I think is some higher contract that we must have said yes to even when we were unaware of the fact that we were more than just our egos, our personalities. Yeah, and I'll expound upon that briefly. And I think when there's two people that can truly embody that, you know, consciousness and understanding, and then you take that into sex magic, and then you're like really increasing the the energy, you know, over time. And then you're looking into each other's eyes and you're both in a state of full creator you know, full creator consciousness. Mm. And then you're also in the state of knowing that the other is the creator as well. So you have like all four of those threads connected. That's when shit starts getting real interesting visually and energetically. And you're like, oh, wow. Like we are actually these archetypes living in this physical space right now as these like Colin and Christie personality bodies. But like, there's like a lot more going on here that's very interesting. Well, just know? becoming cooperative components to allowing a, for lack of a better word, but a higher frequency to flow to flow through and to express itself and all that you do, including what you get inspired to do. Yeah. For example, our Sunday Fun Day that yeah. gets inspired through a whisper that then starts to grow and there's no intentions behind it other than the desire to bring community together. But you can see as you try to become like water just to flow and not really decide where something's going, but to be 
this cooperative component of saying yes and just feeling into my body of what feels good and what doesn't and really flowing with that and then just kind of witnessing it. And the more it's like being in this flow state, but in your life, and then you get that kind of jolt out of it. It seems like you're guided whether you, whether you like to believe it or not. You know, like I like the analogy of, of you have your kid and they're in the little shopping cart race car thing and the mom's pushing the shopping cart but then the kid, you know, they're in there and they got their steering wheel and they're like, wow, they're it's like, it's a great time, yes. you know, and they start to, maybe they start to get attached to the the quality of the steering wheel yes. and the metal. And it's like, well, I have the, I have the best shopping cart in the store, yes. Yeah, you know, look where I'm going. Yeah. You Check know? me and, out. And so in the illusion of the kid, which in this case would be the, the, the mm-hmm. ego, you know, it's like, oh, I'm doing everything. No, but it, but in reality, whether it, I'm it, crushing it, this car, yeah, look at me driving around this but, door. <laughs> but ultimately, it it probably just doesn't even matter, you know, yeah. if if you whether you believe this or that or whatever. Right. Like you're being mom's pushing you, whether you with yeah. whatever story you're playing. Yeah, yeah, you can you can, you can like <laughs> yeah. fight your way up the stream all you want. Yeah, yeah. and but then I, you could you could come into like the kind of like the spiritual ego layer. Where you're like, oh, I, you know, I ate a handful of mushrooms in Sedona, mm-hmm. you know, and I saw God, you know, yeah. and now I, you know, I, I feel like I have this relationship that, and you don't have this relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you get on that, and it's just like I, I, I feel like, uh, I think because I grew up and I went to like Hawaii and then Boulder, Colorado, and all these kind of like New Age spiritual meccas, I have all these alarm bells <laughs> around oh, anything yeah. that's that's that. I like to look back and see and and notice, oh, wow, that energy was moving all the way, even when I was completely unconscious to it. And so it's fun to, when you are aware, to, to be a part of it. But I think you're right. Regardless, it's always move, it's moving through you. What a cool thing if you can come to the point where you can look back at mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you're like... I think in that, to me, my my sense is that perhaps would be the difference between like the t- the twelve years of your unconscious relationship into the the switch over. Perhaps metaphorically, you guys both kind of turned around at mom simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, what? Wait a second, what? Has this been happening this whole time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing here, yeah. and it's much more enjoyable. It's much more enjoyable For sure. to live life that way. What are the small parts of you guys, the unmentionable parts, like the the ego, kind of the, the dragging tendrils? Because if they didn't exist, you would probably just turn into rainbow colors and drift away into the into the ether. Is there like still working childhood traumas and oh, things that man. start to pop up? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I think our we've have fairly become aware of our core traumas, you know, and it's like really clear to see, like you know, I am wasn't good enough, didn't ever feel like I was quite good enough for dad. And so like, you know, try to achieve and am I good enough now? Am I good enough for your love now? He was, you know, I looked up to him massively and he was, you know, this very, very big charismatic person in our, in, and just gave so much love out to the world. And I felt like he didn't give as much here, you know, and he was, you know, and I think, so I have a tendency to, if anything is going wrong with her, then that means that I'm not doing a good enough job hmm. because she's upset for some reason. And so they're, therefore like, that's basically her saying you're not doing a good job. When it, when really she could just be getting upset about something that has nothing to do with me. But if she's getting upset, she's basically looking at me and saying, you're failing <laughs> is how my ego is taking it. 
you know, and then I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not failing. What do you mean? I did this right. And I did that right. And then I want to prove how I'm doing all the things right. You know, that I'm good enough, you know? And she's like, I'm just upset because this other shit happened. Like, why can't you just let me be upset? You know? How long are you usually lost in that? No more than like a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. No more than a couple of years at a time. Good. Yeah. It used to be a couple of years, then we got it down to a couple of months, then yeah. a couple of weeks. Now it might even only be a couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what do you think is going to be surprising for you in your relationship to come? Many, many things. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we've been surprised. Nothing would surprise me, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say to put my finger on it because now having done this, even for seven years consciously... There's just so much more waiting around the corner. It's it's fun to do life with someone else and to feel like you really do have a teammate that is rooting you on. I think in the beginning of the relationship too, there was so much competition between the two of us. Like yep. I said, we were kind of fighting for that alpha. And so rather than allowing the other to really step into their power and hold that space and 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 learn how to do that um, with finesse, the the way the energy wants to flow again, going back to that Horus, that Vesca Pisces. Now we actively do that. And there is a power in knowing that someone has your back in that way, no matter what. I like to bring every potential word that people might be like, oh, I don't really understand what that is. So like the word energy, frequency, all of those, I like to draw back and be like, hey, what does this mean? And one of the things that, because it's just just different languages, Mm -hmm. you know, some people could be speaking French and they're saying one sentence and it's like the French people are like, I completely get it. Mm -hmm. You know, but somebody's German and like, these, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, thank you for that. Definitely call me out on that. No, me, me as well. Um, but the, we were having very interesting conversation in relation to antennas, mm. um, Colin and I, and, mm-hmm. and, and another friend. Um, and could you break down your perception of antennas and in, in relation to human humanness? Yeah, for sure. And I'll start by saying, like, it's all a metaphor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like all of this is a metaphor for some energetic field that we don't really understand. Yeah. And so from within that. You know, it, it, I like to look at things as metaphors. Um, and and this, what is your relationship to antennas as well? Like the literal Yes. Yeah, so in, in developing drones, you know, one of the most difficult things in developing a, a quality user experience for someone who's buying a drone is that the farther away the drone can operate and maintain its connection to your controller and your, your screen so that you can see the video feed from half a mile or a mile or four miles or 10 miles away, that gives people a much better experience. So we spent a significant amount of time designing and developing better antennas, both from a hardware perspective and from how much gain you run through the antenna, how much power you send through the antenna, so that it could tune to its own frequency from a farther and farther distance away, right? And so I was in one part of my life deep in developing long-range data and video telemetry links and command and control links is what they're called in kind of that world. And so I was seeing all these, like this direct metaphor and then learning about how our pineal gland basically has like crystals, just exactly like an antenna works. Hmm. Right. And, and so I look at it as if we are really kind of these like organic robots that have a bunch of sensors and actuators, right. We have our five main sensors, sight, smell, touch here. Right. And we have actuators in our body. We can like move around and interact with the physical world. So we like 
take in what's happening. And when we take in what's happening, we're taking it in through our five senses, right? And scientifically, we are taking it in as a vibration, right? So different bands of light vibrate at a different frequency. And that's why one thing looks purple and one thing's like yellow, but that's just like a very, very tiny segment of the ultraviolet spectrum, right? We can only see a very, very small band of, of what we call visible light. And it's the same thing in, in hearing, right? Like 20 Hertz to 20,000 Hertz is what we can actually perceive with our eardrums. And so if we are taking in all of these inputs around us and then we, our free will choice is that we get to perceive that and we get to, we get to choose what our perspective is of it, right? We get to like make whatever meaning we want. And like, I I look at that, like as how, you know, and again, in drones, the camera is a big part of the drone. The whole point is to go up in the air and take photos and videos. So the way a camera works is you have a sensor that's behind a lens, right? So if our, the, our lens is our eyeball and our sensors, our ocular nerve, that sensor is just seeing whatever is coming through the lens. And then there's a thing called an image signal processor, an ISP that takes all that data and throws away like 98% of it and then saves like a JPEG or an MP4 file. And it's a much smaller file. And it's like kind of wrapped up in a bow. Like, yes, there was all this information, but really what you care about is this photo, right? So our brain is doing that constantly, right? And so, so when we talk about frequency, right? If I am, if I can tune kind of the antenna of my pineal gland to a higher frequency, then my perception of this energetic field around me is probably going to be like a much more positive perception. So like we can be living in the exact same reality. And so Chrissy will talk about this as kind of like different timelines, you know, like we can all be living in the same energetic field, but because my antenna of my pineal gland based on all the things that I'm doing to try and like feel good and have a a perception of a more positive perception of what's happening around me, I can be having a very different experience than someone else who's like seeing the same energetic field, but maybe they're on channel two and my antenna's on channel six. We're on different channels, you're right? You're shooting in 4k and yeah. And you're just getting like this signals quick, and you're like, this not... is beautiful. This yes. movie is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you I know? just see a bunch of static and snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The image sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I think my antenna's broken. What am I going wrong? <laughs> Put some uh, tinfoil on those rabbit ears. This makes it really easy to let yourself off the hook. I had the long, hardest time letting my own self off the hook. You know, I'd be my own worst critic. And I would just say, oh, I just hold myself accountable, you know, but I would just berate myself and cuss myself out all the time. Hmm. And what I, what I figured out is that there would be certain things that would happen on a day-to-day basis that I could tell where I was at, like what channel I was tuned to based on how I would perceive that. So I'm driving down the road and somebody like pulls in in front of me in traffic and I'm like, oh, what the fuck, man? You know, like I get all worked up and I might drive around them or whatever. That's like, that's kind of like channel two stuff. And so like if that happens, which thankfully like doesn't really happen much these days, but I can generally, if that happens, and then I have like a negative reaction to it. It's like, oh, interesting. I'm on that channel right now. Mm-hmm. I was not aware of that. 
But now I can look back over the last few hours or few days or whatever, and I can probably point to some things that have been happening. Maybe I'm a little bit more stressed out than usual. Maybe I'm not getting quite as much sleep. Maybe Chrissy and I got in an argument. Maybe my son reflected some mirror shit back to me that I didn't want to see at the time, whatever it was. Right. And so that becomes distorted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. just, it just, I just happen to be tuned to that channel. And so being together for 19 years, what's interesting is that you can think that you've worked through something and you're like, oh, we worked through that, right? Well, we addressed it and we processed it, which has allowed us to transcend that channel and tune to a higher channel. But that doesn't mean that literally we all sit here and I'm looking at Christy in the eyes, how much I love her. And I'm looking at you in the eyes, how much I love her. That doesn't mean 24 hours from now, some shit goes down and I go back down to channel two. Yeah. And I'm like pissed off at her about something she did 10 years ago. I'm like, oh, interesting. I'm on that channel now. You don't have to like give your, it's like, that's just the channel I'm on. Cool. So I'm not going to actually think about that right now. And I'm not going to actually try to fix that right now. I'm just going to do the things that I know get me to a different channel. So I'm just going to like go get in some ice bath or I'm going to like, you know, do some hot cold therapy. I'm going to do some meditations. I'm going to get a good night's sleep. You know, and then I'm going to come back to this when I'm not on that channel anymore. Yeah, because you realize that as a metaphor. Yeah, as yeah, a metaphor, a perfect metaphor. Yeah, and and you realize that when you are able to shift your focus a little bit, just to allow yourself to soften and relax into a a different channel, a a broader perspective is also mm. another way of putting it, then you can look back and then you can start to, that's when you start to see your part in the play. That's when you might become familiar with that inner child piece or that piece of the body mind that isn't quite fully sovereign or mature and start to give that piece some love. Whereas in the triggered state that took you to that channel, you're really kind of coming from that particular, like that, that piece of the body mind is now taken over the perspective. And so understanding and knowing that and recognizing it, we, that's where tools and resources, like what is it in your life that you've created that allows you to feel better in your body, that allows you to shift your focus because you do that enough, you know, not to address it in this state. That's just the mind going over and over and instead you shift and then you're able to look back. And so then you, you work through it and it, so it isn't just as simple as, oh, now I'm on a different channel, but I'm on a different channel and I can recognize the pieces of of myself that were hidden away, that I didn't know needed a little extra love, needed some type of validation, needed some type of acknowledgement. So then you start to work with that and that can really lead to an expansion such that, you know, what bliss you experienced on Channel 5 before it's even more bliss because you've allowed yourself to feel some of the the sorrow or the sadness or the despair that you'd been tucked away, had been hidden in the subconscious. So mm-hmm. you took the opportunity to really um, use that triggered state as, as, a, as a form of expansion, as a form of really growing and Now expanding. when you go back up, you're tuning to channel six or channel seven. You can like keep going. So it's always these waves, you know, and... and as long as your waves are not, you know, for me, I, I just don't want my amplitude of the wave to be massive, Yeah, you know, and I want it to, over time, get better. It's interesting seeing people. I'm always very um, reticent around people that it seems like they're at like a very high amplitude mm-hmm. point in their curve. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always, I think I've, I probably had some kind of 
weird trauma growing up because I, I tend to have lots of red flags all the time. I'm always like, red flags, red flags. What's mm-hmm. going on here? Red flags. <laughs> it's too spiritual. Too too happy. Yeah. Too, <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this? Or when they're like super happy and they're like, yeah, two days ago, I was like ready to kill myself. Well, that's and now the, I'm like super stoked. I'm like, whoa, the, that yeah. is a very short wavelength. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. the that's the thing I'm always I'm always wanting. It's not like I'm just like, oh, this person's, you know, crazy. They're they're bipolar or whatever. But I always do step back a little bit when someone's like really happy yeah i'm like yeah. okay like is there another is there a trough mm-hmm. is there a dip to this like yeah, where are we at right now that's right because that was a cool experience yeah but i don't know where my investment level mm-hmm. is on this mm-hmm. like it felt almost totally. a little too much gain yeah mm. that's right <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yeah and there has to be balance <laughs> so it's like cool you know so how does one start to develop their capacity to be able to increase the level of, is gain the correct term, level of amplitude, wattage? Yeah, so like if we, so we, we talk about that like antenna analogy. For me, I had this interesting experience when we were on mushrooms like four or five years ago. We just moved into this house and I was looking at those giant antennas in the Westlake Hills. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're like antennas. You know, yeah. we're just like receiving all these frequencies and we're, interpreting them however and it was like oh so the goal is maybe you know with with any given antenna so like in real life in real engineering an antenna is made up of both the shape of the antenna so the hardware that you use how long the thing is or how big the dish is or whatever and then how much power you're running through it so i kind of likened doing supportive daily practices like meditation or stretching or exercise or sleeping well or eating well or having great conversation or connecting with other humans and getting authentic and sharing your truth and all these different things that are like supportive to our systems is kind of working on the hardware of our antenna. And that's kind of what you can tune to naturally without any, in a very sustainable way. It's handyman going up and they're, 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 Oiling up all the, That's right. the nuts and you're and building, bolts and you're building this antenna. Your, your antenna is getting bigger and brighter and your dish is getting bigger so that no gain running through it. I'm tuning to like pretty high channels just naturally. And then we can choose to run some additional gain through the antenna, which is to me, I, I liken that to doing psychedelics. You have a, a, you know, many hour psychedelic experience. You've taken your given hardware that you have been working on. And then you're going to run some uh, some electricity through it so that it can maybe reach an even farther signal than it could have on its own. But it is a function of the hardware of your antenna. If you have some tiny little wire that's two inches long, right? And I don't care how much electricity you run through that antenna, you're not going to go tune into a 4K signal coming from 50 miles away, right? And so I, I see that as like people go, oh, well you know, I was in college and I did some LSD and went to a rave and I didn't have a spiritual experience, you know, okay, well maybe your antenna at that time wasn't some big giant antenna tuning out to far out places. No work to develop the engineering of your antenna. That's it. And if you start running too much gain too often through an antenna, the, the signal actually degrades. It's not a linear thing where you can just keep running more gain and you're going to keep reaching farther and farther out. There is a point of diminishing returns where now you're actually frying the hardware of your antenna. So it's this really delicate balance. And I think Jamie and and Stealing Fire nails the hedonic calendar, which is kind of having this calendared, 
you know, what's your daily and your weekly, you know, your daily meditation, your weekly, maybe sex magic practice and breath your, work. your month, you it's know, breath, breath work for sure. Yeah. And what are the things that you can do that are working on the hardware of your antenna? And then how are you going to schedule out these times when you're going to increase the, the gain for some amount of time to go tune to some other signal that you haven't necessarily tuned to before? And then how much time are you going to spend working on your hardware again, which is integrating that information down so that now that's your normal state. You can tune to that same channel now. So what we notice, a good indicator of it, is that when we go into, like, we have a ceremony called Love Fest. And when we go into that Love Fest space now, what we notice is that it's not, it's not markedly different than our normal day-to-day you know, we're not in there going, holy shit, oh my God, like we did <laughs> the first couple times, you know, it's like that, that feeling of being on, you know, really high quality MDMA and mushrooms was like mind blowing. And it was so different than our normal perception of this energetic field yeah. that it felt like two completely different realities. Whereas now it's like, Oh yeah. Nice reminder. Okay, cool. You know, but like this pretty much feels like we normally feel. It's like the person that's, that's the back to the child and the cart analogy. They take a look back at mom Mm -hmm. in the hedonic calendar, you know, maybe once or 10 times a day. They're like, Hey, okay, cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. I almost forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And then you have that experience like, okay, cool. That's, yeah, that's that's congruent. Yeah. So I think it's just a balance of like, and always keeping track of: Am I doing the necessary work on the hardware of my antenna? And if I'm considering uh, an experience like some psychedelic experience, am you know is it in li- in alignment with the timing of like developing the product of my antenna? How does a person safely uh, do experience and buy? psychedelics obviously maybe say like psilocybin would be like one that's mm-hmm. there's a lot of testing around and such mm-hmm. more common one i think for because it's been illegalized um now it's starting to open up thankfully mm-hmm. i think it's really important um there's just a lot of ignorance around yes it. and so people's perception we were talking about this as, as well before it's very binary yeah bad good you know there's no nuance to the conversation mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to seeing as like it's actually it's an immensely powerful tool that needs that demands great respect reverence and respect yeah Yeah. you know so that's the big one coming in reverence and respect and it's unfortunate because yeah i believe a big part of the patriarchy has been to kind of squash um not just the feminine and how active that particular um energy receptive plays a part in our expansion but also um i believe that psychedelics has been a part of leading edge consciousness since the beginning of time. Thousands of years, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you um, lose reverence and respect for that, the fidelity of it completely goes out the window and you have people, the the shadow aspect of that is to abuse it and to have no idea what you're even doing or dealing with. Um, And we don't, because it's not fully legal, have those really showing the way, those rites of passage that we would have had once upon a time that would have helped mature the feminine, mature the masculine. And I believe that's kind of what we're doing now. We're, we're in the very beginnings of that. We're on the leading edge of that. 
And I think to answer your question, it would be find somebody who is comfortable in that space and is giving, you know, that, that modality, the, the reverence and respect, you know, it, that is warranted. Yeah. And I would say start easy, light, yeah. you know, and, and kind of explore like, what does this feel like for you? And, and, you know, probably don't go back to that well until you feel like you have fully integrated, made sense of integrated, but made sense of your last experience. And that might be that like, that might be like a year Mm -hmm. or two. I mean, you can, you can really feel it by the amplitude. So if you're still going in and out of a really high amplitude, that's not the time to go um, back into that space. That, that is a very telling um, moment for you to know that you are still integrating that, which, cause, cause when you think of it, I, I love breath work as a, a modality is my favorite modality because you're, you're getting high on your own supply. You're, you're only going out. Your consciousness is only going out so far as you can immediately integrate. When you start to incorporate plant medicine and psychedelics, you're saying yes to, I'm going to go beyond what my antenna yeah. may be ready for. You're also actually, hand, you're handing the keys over. Yeah. Yes, it's a different yeah. thing with the, with the breath work. You're still your hands on the toggle. You're like, That's okay, right. a little more. Okay, kind of. Totally. This, it's like, okay, parents are leaving for you know vacation. Like here's the key. Here's the house. Mm-hmm. It's a di- you're like it's a different. Yeah, totally. Different scenario. Which you know, part of um, becoming your own sovereign self is really being able to feel into your alignment. And if you're feeling called to that from a place of um, this feels good to me, this feels right. And and where I want to explore next, that's when I say yes. If it's something that you feel forced into, or it doesn't feel good yet, or it's really scary, or I don't know, they tell me this is how I expand consciousness. It's like, no, don't, don't go into it under those circumstances. And then when you do, know that your consciousness has um, really seen a very broad perspective of your life. And in that place, there's a lot of clarity. And then you'll come out of that and some of it you'll remember and some of it you won't. And, and, but trust that all of it, because you've already been there and done that, is going to be triggered in your outer reality, which you are creating from your inner state in order to help you, right? It's not happening uh, to you. It's happening for you. You called it in and the amplitude is probably going to get pretty high, especially if you introduce something like psychedelics, you're saying yes to that, right? And there's no going back. You can't unsee what you've already seen. So now it is part of the integration and it might take years. And then, you know, when you are, there's a neutrality, there is a yeah an equanimity thank you of riding that wave and it feels really good and it's extended um, over long periods of time and then you may feel called to go back into that space again if if that's I think everybody's on their own journey and I don't think everyone is necessarily meant to be on that leading edge but I think plant medicine and psychedelics is part of that leading edge yeah yeah and I think a, a really easy pitfall that I, I feel like I witness often is like, okay, I did psychedelics. I had this really transcendent experience. I took this broader perspective. I, I was God incarnate. It was so beautiful. And then now I'm back in my like everyday matrix life and I'm like, Oh shit, what's going on? And like, I'm, you know, I'm not making sense of it all. My waves are up and down. And so then I'm like, Oh, 
I need to like go back to that space because that space was beautiful. Right. And then all of a sudden you start this vicious cycle. None of this stuff is spiritual enough for me. That, I need some spiritual. Yeah, I need some spiritual I need some, shit. Some, <laughs> yeah, give me some of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I think that's like such a good indicator is like when you feel like you're very grounded and you're at a steady yeah. state and you're you're like, okay, like I'm 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 good, you know, then maybe that's a time to like go back out and see what's out there and go on a little journey. Yeah analogy pops up for me is it would be so great if there was actual guides that you could look up in a yes. you know, Google search or whatever. Totally. Because it's like analogy popped up in my mind is when I first started learning to surf mm-hmm. in Hawaii, there's, you know, a handful of times, too many times to count where I would go out and I wouldn't sit at the beach long enough to see the sets yeah. come in, you know, or like it was far out. So it kind of looked it was a little pretty small. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. It's going to be fine. You go yeah. by yourself. You don't know anything about it. You got yeah. a big long board. You, you get out there all the of a sudden <laughs> yeah, you're underneath like a 10 foot set comes in. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh, I don't belong here. Yeah. How did I just I, get myself I into need, this situation? I, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is real. Yeah, yeah. This shit got real, real, super quick. Yeah, like I've it would be there. real great to have a have a buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a like someone that like knows this water. Yes. Because I've never been in this on. water before. That's right. Because he I'm or terrified. she probably would have been like, we're not paddling out <laughs> no, yet. We're going to wait a couple minutes. Right. Okay, now go. Yeah, we're going to train you up yes. for about six months. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're going to yes. be able to maybe do a little meditation. Yeah, we're actually going to surf over there yeah. <laughs> where it looks like there's no waves, but actually those are decent sized waves. Yeah, we do some breath. That would be the breath work essentially. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. okay, oh, it's, yeah. things are starting to change. A little swell's coming in. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's a wave. That's right. All right. I think that's a, that's like <laughs> such a good analogy. Yes. And I have, because I can really tap into that because I've been there. Yeah. Like, why am I here why right am I now? Here right I'm now? definitely not qualified yeah, to be in this particular spot yeah. in this moment. <laughs> and I'm out of breath. And I'm about to have to hold my breath for like a little while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah psychedelic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think there are guides and obviously there, there are shamans and what we call, um, I think of myself as the maestra inside of the love fest space. Um, and, uh, we're way showers, um, and learning from those who came before and it's, um, not necessarily what you're going to find in Google. It's really what you're sort of calling in um, to your actual three-dimensional reality if it's introduced and then you feel into that. So the most important thing for us, any you know, for me when I'm working with someone, a client, I'm wanting them to really let go of any sort of programs that they've taken on from their parents or teachers or preachers, society, culture, and start to really understand who they are, to really start to clear that up and and understand what their desires, what their needs and what their boundaries are. Most people don't really even know that and they think they do, but it's really something they've adopted from someone else. And so really for me, the goal is getting someone into a more sovereign free state. And then from a, you know, psychedelic perspective, it's like, okay, that's, um, if you're feeling called to do that from that state and really check in yep. with yourself, if this is something that um, just feels cool and everyone else is doing it, or if it's um, feels like more of an inner soul call. Yeah. yeah. And then at some point, I think there is something to just being thrown in the ocean. Like the mm-hmm. only way mm-hmm. to learn to surf is you need to be in some fucking waves. <laughs> True. And, 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 and <laughs> like, but word... they look scary. Yeah. I don't, I'm not feeling called. It's like, you kind of <laughs> need to be there to, to, do you, 
you don't need to do it. Yeah. And that's but if that you want to do it, you need to be there. Yeah. 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 And that's where I think that, so the last thing I would say on it is like the power of intention. Like, and that's where you're just kind of trusting mom that's driving the, the cart through the store. You're kind of like saying, Hey, this is my intention. I want to go to the frozen food aisle or yeah. whatever. Right. And then now you're going to get thrown in, but it, but like, just get clear on what you actually want out of this experience. Right. Like take a moment, think about what ideally you would be getting out of this experience in your life. Set and setting. And just set that intention. Yeah. Like there should be some point that you're doing this for, right? And then then when you're in the waves and you're in the shit, you're like, oh yeah, my intention was that I saw when people were surfing on waves and they came in, they were laughing and they were smiling. Right. It looked like they were really having a good time. <laughs> so I wanted to learn how to do that. So now I'm getting crushed on the inside okay, that's right. But my intention is like, I'm going to be able to surf someday and it's going to be fun, yeah. you know? Just and like I, know what that intention is. Yeah, yeah, I love intention. And I think even in those really amplified states around intention, we um, obviously, if we go on the race, for example, Amazing Race, we get very deliberate and, and intentional um, with what it is that we're wanting to create. But the the more we've really embodied that in going in, in those amplified state, uh, spaces and places, the more we do that in our everyday life. So even just segment intending our day and even when we have a gathering, we will heads together go into meditation and just start to call in and name what is our intention of this gathering? What is our intention of this particular choice or this trip? And um, really get deliberate because what you find when you get more deliberate with your life in general is that you can just kind of let that go. And then on the other side of it, you'll look back and realize, oh, wow, I, I just created my intention. Wow, that's how powerful I am. I said it, and then, and you do it enough where you look back that then it just becomes part of an organic part of your life where you're always segment intending every major segment in your life and even the minor ones. And so you really start to suck the nectar of what's possible inside your now moment. It allows you to become more present too, because you kind of set the tone and then, okay, now let me go into the receptive mode of just being in this space right now. And I think um, those am amplified psychedelics or I, the amazing race was like a psychedelic trip too. Yeah. seeing how powerful you can be when you get really deliberate in that way motivates you, yeah. inspires you to do that well, in your everyday life. I think people, the kind of like the egoic psychedelic user could kind of feel like the, the psychedelic is like the only path. Uh, but I think it's very convenient that a psychedelic trip, that, they, that that's the language that's used, because mm -hmm. you could do a trip to France yes. and rent out an apartment and be like, I don't speak any French, and I, like, I got a girlfriend. Wow, I got a, I got a yes. now I'm busking. <laughs> and then you come back to your apartment in Venice or wherever, you know, Austin, yes. and you're like, Whoa, what a trip. Yes, that was a trip. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And yeah, you do yeah. and then you because you're so much more present because yeah, you have forced. set you the pulled out. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. And it's beautiful to do it with with someone who's kind of right there with you playing at that level of the game and seeing it at that broader perspective and dipping into the human space. It has the intention to just like have fun. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, let's, we, we chose to come in here. Let's just have the best fucking time we can. I oftentimes am like, whoever's on their deathbed 
and had the most fun along the way. They won. They won. They won that game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're on the leaderboard. <laughs> yeah. And the way that they had fun was probably through relationship and through and know. giving back. Yeah. yeah. And like shining light. And yeah. being present. Being, being present, present in your life. Yeah. Being present in and your doing life. Doing scary so- shit. And it turns out it didn't kill you. Yeah. You going know, into the wave. Yeah, just going into the wave. You need to yeah. be really present when you go into a giant wave like that. I think that's what people are seeking to. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, swimming with sharks and the most potent thing was every cell in my body was completely alive and alert and fully in this present moment. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's also what we're looking for. We say fun and joy, but... So many of the everyday practices that I do is really allowing me to exercise the part of me that can just be present in, in every given moment. And obviously that does translate to relationships because there's so, there's so much more depth there when you have the ability to do that. Yeah. But you have a relationship with everything. You have a relationship with your apartment in France and you yeah. know the people that you're meeting. So all of that and then translating that into like a new expanded version of you. So also not getting into the confirmatory bias and the stuckness of who you are. Have many different rich experiences of many different varieties. Mm. Don't become too attached yeah. to the outcome and the results. Yeah. Just do a bunch of different shit. Yeah. Try stuff out. See what works. Yeah. And then take and, notes. And, and take yeah. notes and watch yourself through it. I, I look at myself how I respond or choices that I make now versus a year ago. And I love seeing the growth. I love watching and seeing myself and 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 recalibrating how I've seen myself. I think a lot of times too, um, when people are ready to level up, the reason they're not is because it's hard for them to calibrate to the new expanded version of who they are. And that is also what's so special in relationships is to have that reflection of that and then be reminded and then to step into it and then to live that and to experience that. Because also I think um, we get bored with ourselves uh, because we kind of put ourselves in a box versus when you're really expanding through that present moment awareness in all of those different experiences, it really becomes fun to, to be with yourself and see how you respond and how you react and how not be afraid of the feels, not be scared of what's going to happen on the other side and just kind of move forward. You do that enough. I mean, we might, I guess we translate that to resilience too. He's, this is a resilient motherfucker. I've learned so much from him. Colin, I think in a past life you were like some type of uh, wartime commander general or something <laughs> like that. I think you would do very well in that. If there was like an army behind you and we were going into battle, I'm like, Colin. Thank you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that's a high compliment. Yeah. yeah I always said if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm so glad you're on my team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. Um, thank you guys so much. Dude, thank you. Thank you, what a, what a great experience. We manifested yeah. you into our life. <laughs> we did. That's the way it works. It's beautiful. Yeah, we're all crazy. That's when, we, when I'm like, okay, yeah, we're doing shit right. <laughs> right. Aaron is hanging right. out here. <laughs> and I'm watching him do yoga, and I'm like, that. That is right. what I've been visualizing for myself. The now four I get minute to see mile. it. Now I get to it? see it in real life, and I'm I like, that's that. possible. Integrate it. Oh, that's true. You can be strong and flexible. Yes. 
Okay, got it. Thank you for showing me that one. I appreciate. Yeah, yeah and then it, that, that, that's the wonderful thing about even getting out of the that that superior inferior complex is just being open to really experience other people and the greatness of other people because yeah. that's when you really when you, you can recognize the greatness in another, you literally can then start downloading into your DNA. Yep. Um, that same greatness it, when you're actually willing to recognize it. And I think that that is an art that we mm-hmm. have really, mm-hmm. even in other relationships, we see a relationship, ooh, I love that. I yeah. really love that. And then next thing you know, all of a sudden, we start to embody that in our relationship because we were able to witness it in another and acknowledge it and validate it and honor it. Celebrate it. Mm-hmm. I celebrate you, brother. Yeah. So back to celebrating you. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I so greatly appreciate getting to open up Pandora's box of your all's life experience here on the Align Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a magical little thing that you just, it's like, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I got some headphones and microphone. Like you want to just like dive into each other's hearts. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh yeah, we'll do that. Let's do that. I love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where should people go? Go from here. What's like an interesting? Is there any direction? Go have rich experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Take notes. Um, (laughs) I'd love to. If there's anything that's, I mean, you guys have so much cool shit going on. Is there something that? Well, if you want to follow us on Instagram, Christy Woods One, yeah, and Colin Gwen. Also, we did do a. I make a post about three times a year. Yeah, so it's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. but I do lots of stories, and, and you're the star of my stories. That's true. If you're um, looking for some backyard fun, gelblaster.com. Yes. <laughs> Coming soon. Gel Blaster is so cool. Dude, it's going to be so fun. Can you please pitch the Gel Blaster? Is it even pitchable? It, it, it's, it's, just, it, it's just water gun on steroids. It's kind of like paintball without the mess, without the compressed air, a little bit less sting. Fully automatic. Fully automatic. You're just shooting little so water balls. Cool. You're just shooting little water balls at each other. And it's, you, you it's, cannot play with these things and not hysterically laugh it's literally (laughs) it's literally like a benign paintball gun yes like it's accurate yeah i mean you could shoot how far does it shoot that it's accurate it's like oh uh, accurately like 30 40 feet it'll shoot 100 feet you know but yeah yeah. in the yard when you're shooting each other and they're, you're like getting hit in the face and in the teeth with those things, you know. Wear like some glasses. You should probably wear safety glasses, glasses. You know, I have been <laughs> shot. Our attorney would love us to say that. I have been shot in the eyeball though, and all all was really well. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. It's a bad. squishy little ball you're shooting, but you would just laugh hysterically because you're getting pelted by these things. They they feel like a little rubber band pop. Eyeballs you know? are, are surprisingly resilient, resilient as well. Yes, yeah, for they, sure they, they are. Gush, yeah, circles are fluid. Yeah, they but we're we're, we're launching in uh, next month. Oh, cool! Yeah, gelblaster.com. What uh, I'll put this out around. The, what what date are you launching? Uh, they'll be pretty much available early November. Cool. You know, Target.com and Best Buy and Amazon and our website and all that stuff. I do cool. want to say too, we talked a lot about relationship, and we did create a free video series at colinandchristie.com. and. Talks about a lot of the stuff we just talked about. A lot about. of what, right. yeah, a lot of low-hanging fruit for any relationship that- We should probably take it. <laughs> that we'd love to <laughs> do it again. It um, any relationship looking to deepen their intimacy and to really start to explore 
um, just the surface level even of this Egyptian alchemy and this Tantra that we talked about and, and utilizing your relationship as a spiritual practice. It's completely free, colinandchristy.com. It was kind of our thank you after running the race and walking the walk that we talked and winning a million dollars and understanding reciprocity. Again, I'm going to go back to that energy, but that's how I see it, kind of the giving and the receiving. And so we received a lot from that experience and really wanted to give back in terms of um, what we really felt was our edge in winning the race, which was our relationship and um, all of the practices that we do to manifest our everyday reality in, in such a way that is so enjoyable. We applied that and wanted to show other people how to do that. Great. Well, I'm so grateful that you you two exist in the world. Oh, man. And thank I'm you, brother. especially grateful that I get to spend some time inside your circle here. More and more, hopefully. I appreciate it. Yeah, brother. Over and out. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'll see you next week. Hope you guys loved that conversation as much as I did. Christy and Colin are absolutely incredible. Highly recommend checking them out and uh, learning more from those people. They are lovely. If you enjoyed this conversation, you can share it on the Instagram tag me at Align Podcast. And uh, Christy and Colin mentioned their handles in the end there. I think it's just Christy Woods and Colin Quinn. And finally, thank you for grabbing the Align Method book. Align Method book has been a bestseller on various different categories on Amazon. Uh, People have been getting a lot of value out of that, and I so greatly appreciate y'all supporting. Gets into pretty much everything you need to know to effectively drive your body in daily life. Gets into breathing practices, gets into visual practices, gets into the nuts and bolts mechanics of uh, how to get leverage from your hips and from your spine and from your shoulders. And then there's the continuation of that in the Align Method online program. Six-week program breaks down everything you need to know to live well in your body. If you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling kind of flat, or if you're feeling stiff, any of those things, you can be helped by the six-week online program. All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I appreciate you, and I look forward to speaking into your ear holes next week.